Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 364, April 15th, 2020. The high on this day was established in 2002 when it hit 91. Doesn't that sound good? Oh, yeah. And in 2014, it was 18 degrees. Very sl- uh, very few ice-out dates uh, in, on this date, April 15th. And we're right in the middle of ice-out nirvana. They're brought to you by our friends at Aquaside. They'll keep your lakeshore beach free of weeds. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1863, and that's the only April 15th for Lake Minnetonka. And White Bear Lake went out on this day in 1944 and 2002. I'm somewhat at a disadvantage with the White Bear Lake ice outs because they've only been recorded since 1928. I just wanted to throw that in. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. So, so wait a minute, Such. Huh? If you're light on the ice updates, that's when you should throw out a tweet and say, give me your, you know, we had one from a guy the other day. Yeah, don't don't uh, don't give don't give many ideas. Come on. Well, Joe, no, are no. they are they tapering off? Oh no, no, no. We we, we my go words, May, don't they go they go into May. Yeah. Uh, but we're right okay. around the peak date for ice outs right now, and that's why it was so surprising. There was only three. Uh, Michigan continues to be an interesting example of what's happening. Uh, here, I want to coordinate this with a. With an email, uh, Michigan, the behavior of Michigan's governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer continues to be a, a real eye-opening example of what we must push back against or yeah. what we must be on guard about. There's a Facebook page called Michiganders, Michiganders against excessive quarantine. They're not against a quarantine; they're against an excessive quarantine. Sure. So far, more than two hundred and fifty thousand followers in Michigan on this Facebook page. Garrett Soldano started the page after Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer last week expanded the state's stay-at-home order to contain the spread of coronavirus. He was not expecting to draw many followers. I was. I thought I would reach maybe 500 people. Hopefully there are 500 people like me, the Van Buren County resident told Fox 2 Detroit. The solution to this can't outweigh the potential of what can happen if we continue to shut our economy down, he said. The suicides, the stress, all these other things that will happen if we continue to extend this. The station reported that Michigan can go shopping at stores like Target and Walmart but cannot buy certain items deemed non-essential. Well, there, we'll return to that. When you are taking away our basic freedoms, when you are telling us what we can and can't buy, that is where I have a problem, Saldano said. This is where I have decided to stand tall. Saldano's group has discussed initiating a recall of Whitmere and is staging a protest at the state capitol today in Lansing. I have heard from sources that that protest... Today could attract 400,000 people. What? They're wow. pushing back, man. They're pushing back. It wow. probably won't. It probably won't. That could be an ass statistic. But there's a lot of people in Michigan who are uh, awakening the idea that this woman is off the rails. Uh, will all 400,000 stay six feet apart? 
It'd be tough, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it depends on the weather down there. I know it was a blizzard conditions in Chicago this morning. Chicago. Chicago. Jen writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Hail you. I'm listening to Tuesday's podcast, and here's my two cents worth about the Michigan mayor. Oh, no, she's the governor. And the banning of non-essential purchases from places like hardware stores. I bet her reasoning is not that said non-essential items are likely to make you sick, but it's instead, you don't need them, so don't go to the store. This reasoning is more dangerous than your musings on the subject because now the government is deciding what is essential for people. Who is to say what is essential for me and my family? Where is the line drawn? Is it okay to go to the store to buy bread, eggs, cheese, and milk, but the cookie aisle is roped off? A slippery slope with potentially dangerous implications Mm. if you allow your mind to go there. Thank you for keeping the show going during these puzzling times. We need common sense more than ever. Keep pushing back, Jen. Uh, My Trump friends. My Trump friends probably didn't like that last line, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm Uh, alone. I am too. Uh, Look, I don't think CNN should be trying to put him out of business. Uh, I I certainly can't be any clearer about that. Uh, And his name being put on the checks, uh, I I don't know how anyone can square that with reasonable dignity and behavior. Uh, That's just beyond the pale. I I just can't. what's What's the motivation behind it? Because when I read the story late last night or whatever, self-aggrandizement is that is that all it is because that's all i could come up with because what other possible reason is there well that and it's so it's a nice political plum to have in his kit that you know bob smith opens the check and is reminded that oh look at this trump signed it you know oh okay so that's all it is is a signature it doesn't say from donald trump no in fact it's on the uh well here i'll finish this I don't get how you guys can be mad about that. I, I certainly couldn't care less. As long as that baby cashes, I couldn't well, care less. I'm with you, Kenny. I, I normally, I personally don't care because if it takes another day or two, whatever. I, you know, I'm still working. I'm fine. But I guess the only the only thing that came to mind is, what's the point of it? I don't I don't get it. I don't. Other than what Joe said, I don't get what the motivation behind it is. <laughs> Well, what do you think the motivation is? I'm trying to be diplomatic, um, given our audience. Well, the, the motivation is, you know, just a, a guy patting himself on the back. That's all it is. And, and I suppose I could get to Kenny's viewpoint. Uh, just give me the damn check. I don't care if Mickey Mouse's name is on it. Right. But yeah. but uh, Put Pelosi's name on it for all I care. And it won't <laughs> have his <laughs> cash to the thing. It, it won't have. What, right did you to guys? The bank. Did you get yours? Did you look online? No, I've no. been watching too. Every hour on the hour, I go back, and it's not there yet. Uh, there is it, it a won't website be... I'm hearing about, Such. Uh, there's a website where you can go to and track it. Evidently. Oh, really? Okay. It won't have it won't have a signature. It will just say President Donald J. Trump on the uh, uh, memo line of the right. check. It, it is not standard practice for the name of the president to appear on government checks. And the stimulus check with Trump's name on it will still be signed by an official of the Bureau of Fiscal Service. Uh, because believe it or not, there's also there's there's a procedure for these checks. Uh, and, and they have to be signed by a nonpartisan bureaucrat. And so that they'll, oh. they'll get signed. They'll get signed. Oh. Uh, so uh, good luck. I hope everyone gets their check. And uh, I, I just think it's kind of a... It's Bush League. 
sports league to put your name on there. But what I don't know, since you're uh, hold on a second, Chris, we got a little delay here, so sometimes it gets frustrating. But uh, I was wondering your thoughts uh, on yesterday's fight, Joe, between the governors and the president, and then the president finally saying the governors can open their states whenever the hell they want. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, he has no constitutional authority to control governors. He can't tell a governor when to open or close a state. Yeah. Brian Murphy had a great tweet about that. You know our buddy Murph that used to work with you, Joe, at the Pioneer Press? Sure. He had a great tweet. <laughs> Jeez, Chris. What? He used to help, you know, he used to work with us all the time. Anyway, he had a great tweet about this yesterday. It said Trump declaring that is like me telling Margot Robbie she's free to date other people. Right. <laughs> I right. thought that was oh, really that's funny. a great line. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, he. Let's get back to Michigan. Here we go. And the governor. Quite clearly, she is abusing her power. If I can go into Walmart and buy what she calls essential items, how does she know that to me, a new. A bamboo rake is not an essential item because I want to clean my yard, which which would have me staying at home. And what what you begin to realize is that the people who make these decisions, whether they be governors or legislators or mayors or city council people, when they begin to tell you what you can and cannot do and what you can and cannot buy, I'm not losing the sight of the fact that social uh, distancing is, a, is, a, is an obviously helpful tool, that it's working. I, I buy all that. But too much, too much territory has been grabbed by the political class. And here's, here's what you begin to realize. She'll never suffer the consequences of these kinds of draconian orders. But the guy who works in a factory in yeah. Ebony, Indiana, who makes rakes, is going to lose his job because there's a governor, and maybe more than one, not allowing people to buy rakes. Mm-hmm. So then he doesn't have a job. He's suffering the consequence of her overreach. And it's going to happen all over the economy. It's going to happen everywhere over the economy. That the the people making the decisions when they go too far, and when they go too far is becoming terribly evident. Her deciding that certain sections of store should be roped off is merely her deciding that I don't think you need that. That's not her business. No, you're right. If, if she's going to say Walmart can't be open, period, that's one thing. But if she's saying Walmart can be open, but I'm excusing certain sections of the store to your availability, she's overstepped her bounds. And that's why I think a lot of the people that are having the reaction of, you know, basically attacking us by saying, you know, this is such an overreaction. You have to break it down much further than that, because for us to practice social distancing, that is responsible. But what you're saying is completely true. The fact that some of these governors are taking it way too far, that's also true. And they'll never suffer a consequence. Of course not. Well, she will when she doesn't get reelected, but then you brought up yesterday that she's um, you know, vying for the VP seat, so then will suffer the con- uh, consequences. The okay, consequences. okay, well, let's stick to the fact that I, I should have inserted the word 
she'll she'll be among the kind who don't suffer any economic consequences. Yes, yes. She, yes. she she could get bounced from her job and still collect what I would imagine would be a, a very significant pension and health benefits the rest of her life from the state of Michigan. So it's yeah. economic consequence these people are never going to experience for their decisions. Another example, another example. Uh, scientists at Harvard University said yesterday, intermittent distancing may be required into 2022 unless critical care capacity is increased substantially or a treatment or vaccine becomes viable. Uh <laughs> A lot will also depend on what happens in the coming months. For example, will the spread change significantly as the seasons change, and will immunity take hold after people become infected? In their study, the Harvard researchers used computer models to predict what's ahead for COVID-19. One possibility is that aggressive mitigation measures could help stop the spread, as happened with SARS in 2003. But the more likely scenario, they said, is that social distancing will be needed as the virus comes and goes like the common flu until a vaccine or another treatment is developed. Uh, the, that assessment seemed to align with uh, Dr. Fauci uh, said earlier this month. Uh, Unless we get this globally under control, there's a very good chance that it will assume a seasonal nature, Fauci told uh, Face the Nation on April 5th. And that would uh, mean a slower return to normal. But let's, let's backtrack here. So you have, you have researchers at Harvard who, prior to knowing if mitigation will work, prior to knowing when a vaccine might be developed, are more than happy to uh, release to the news, this is Bloomberg News, release to the news their newest study, which shows, you know what, we, uh, we might have to continue this, uh, uh, however intermittently, through 2022. They will never suffer the consequences of releasing that research. They're not going to lose their job as Harvard researchers. No, of course not. But a guy who makes plastic pails for kids to take to the beach, he's going to lose his job. Or the seed guy. Or the seed guy. Or uh, 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 lawnmower manufacturers. Uh, The point being, and it's not every governor, uh, some of them, you give them an inch and they're taking five miles. Yeah. And they'll never suffer the consequences. Well, let's keep it local, Such. What are you thinking about our governor? Is he headed down the right path? Because I'm hearing a lot of pushback about what he's doing. I think there has to be pushback against walls, although I don't think he has been nearly as overreaching as the governor of Michigan. All right, you said there should be pushback. In what regard? Well, I'm, cur- I'm just curious. Right, right now, uh, the pushback in Minnesota is uh, keeping your eye on the prize. For example, uh, dock and lift workers, meaning lake docks yep. and lake boat lifts, yep. are now considered yep. essential. Yep. And and so far, so good. But what needs to be kept an eye on as you get down here uh, to the uh, uh, DNR uh, comments, and they're saying. You know, we're going to keep an eye on uh, boat ramps. And uh, right now, the uh, position of the state of Minnesota is 
if the boat ramp is crowded, uh, A, either find another boat ramp or just back up and wait your turn. Okay, I'll take that. That's a lot better than this fruitcake in Michigan telling me I can't use a motor. And a motor on a boat is most likely on a boat that needs the access of a ramp. I can walk a canoe down and throw it in over my shoulder. But I need to use my car and get my boat to the ramp if it's got a motor, most generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But right now, right. right now, Minnesota does not appear to be going down that, going down that road at all. Uh, re- recreate with only those in your household. Maintain a 6 to 10 foot social distance. And when you get to the launch, and if it's crowded, either find another launch or just wait until crowds dissipate. Then you can go ahead and go on out just like you normally would. This is from the DNR. Well, that's, that's all we're asking. That's, that's reasonable, isn't it? Isn't that what we do anyway, Joe? That's, that's what, what we what do I anyway. Do. Yeah. You know, I get out of the truck, I unstrap it, I put in the plug, I do that, and then I sit there and wait my turn. It's not a, not and a the only deal. And the only difference in that procedure, as we enter what's called the new normal, which is a term I hate, but as we, the only difference in that procedure that, and I think we'll all be glad to do it, is you just don't crowd the next guy. Right. Unstrap right. your boat, uh... 15 feet back up the driveway to the ramp. All the ramps I use, you come in in a circular way, right? Yep. You come in yes. and you, you take a circular way and you get in line to back your boat up. Well, st- yep. stay back. Do all yeah. your fixings yeah. back there. But what was the uh, what was the deal. what was the piece that you read yesterday, or maybe it was a thought that you had about how we've become we being Minnesota, we've become almost the model of how this this virus should be handled by the public. I I don't know that I specifically said that, although Minnesota does have the lowest uh, per capita was per, the per capita yeah. death in the country, and uh, and Minnesotans are are very keen to be practicing this social distancing. Because I'm looking at it, I guess this way: this weekend is supposed to be just glorious. It's supposed to be in the 60s, sunshine, not a you know not a cloud in the sky kind of a deal. Well, at that point. Don't you think that the golf courses should be open? The parks should be open. We should be able to, to kind of you know mingle about a little well, bit. Don't well, he he uh, Walls has a has a daily briefing at two o'clock, and I would not be surprised if today he announces that golf will open Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't either. But I, so far, he has not seemed like a guy who wants to control your life. I don't think so either. And and we we got some email about. Praising that yesterday, I guess it was me specifically, but praising that yesterday, which I don't get. Just because you throw a compliment to a guy doesn't mean you agree with every single you know philosophy that he has yeah, in politics. We, we had that with uh, Amy too, you know. Right. We, we, we we didn't say we love her, but since we didn't say we hated her, we got a lot of mail. you can't. Just well, these are people. These are people that have not studied thoroughly enough at the University of Garage Logic. Right. I mean, we're I'm not in the business to. Uh, I'm in the business to find the best possible message. I'm not in the business to carry one party's water or the other. Never have been. Here, here. And if if you don't like that, uh, find a better show. Which I good luck to you. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, is that that a liner? (laughs) Let's put that on the let's put that on the t-shirt. State fair. That's not going to happen. Twenty twenty. Yeah, find that. Back to this uh, decision makers and uh, certain uh, protected classes not suffering consequences. Uh, it would you could only logically conclude that the likes of uh, uh, Gretchen Whitmer uh, 
did not think about consequences when she rolls out certain restrictions in Walmart or Menards. She's not thinking of the guy who's trying to feed his family and buy his kids shoes because he makes rakes and brooms and hoes. He's not, she's not thinking about that. Or works at so, that, yeah, that warehouse that, that ships all that stuff. So, so, so she must further conclude then that what, working around your home and in your yard is not essential? Well, what if it is to me? She has no business to tell me that's not essential. There's a yeah, big distinction yeah. between me wanting to work around my home and me carrying on childishly saying, I want to go to a public park and I don't care who's there. I want to plant some flowers there. No, that's not my business. That's not my job. And I'm willing to be told I can't do that. But don't tell me I can't go out in my own yard and plant yeah. and rake and clean up. You can't demonstrate to me any reason for that other than your stubbornness. It's just, it's just amazing to me. And I, I disapprove. <laughs> I disagree. Well, now, unfortunately, I also believe, uh, as well as Minnesota might be handling things, uh, I also believe there's not a chance in hell this state will open up uh, after May 4th. These dates have tended to be rolling, and I can easily imagine that date being yeah. shifted to a date in June. June, whatever. Whatever, uh, because because, and they'll have the, the 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 weapons to back them up. Well, we haven't peaked yet. The country hasn't peaked yet. And, uh, but is it is it because that everyone the the fear will still outweigh anything else that matters? It, it, I guess what I'm getting at is, a lot of people are saying, well, they're not going to be comfortable doing X, Y, and Z until there's a vaccine. So is that ultimately? what the decision is going to be based upon? Probably, like but another line. thought. Go ahead. Well, okay, I, I want to bring up something Jason brought up this morning, and I couldn't answer because I don't know. He said, if the state reopens, when will you be comfortable going back to a restaurant? And, and I, I, I couldn't answer. What do you think? Depends on the restaurant. Depends on uh, maybe I'm going to get to sit outside. Uh, it would depend. It would depend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back makes, to oh, uh, boy. That go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, let's get back to uh, in many cases decision makers and policy makers not suffering the consequences of their actions. What we've seen as we've covered the mystery over the years is that the political class has evolved to live on its own rail of American life. Yep. Follow me so far? Yep. And as they live on their own rail of American life, they have grown more and more comfortable with believing that their positions give them an exalted position to make decisions about how we should live and how we should behave. Thus the salon. Uh, no menthol cigarettes sold in the city limits, okay? Right. Uh, uh, no use of plastic bags. Uh, uh, we we want to restrict and make difficult as possible automobile traffic. We think you should be riding a bike or we think you should be a pedestrian. And it's not a long leap to to realize that in the salon they're also saying, you don't really need to disturb the earth right now with your planting and gardening. Uh, you don't really need to... Uh, 
do cement work on the foundation of your house. Although that puzzles me. I, I can't even imagine why that would have occurred to them. But it seems to be a, an outgrowth of the political class having grown to not only think they're more virtuous than the rest of us, but they don't trust us to do the right thing. They don't trust us and think we must be corralled, think we must be controlled in order to meet the vision they have for how we should behave. And that's that's what's been eye-opening to me during these lockdowns. And again, I think we're getting off pretty well in Minnesota, although, you know, a lot of small business owners are going to dispute that because they're suffering mightily. Exactly. Suffering mightily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car, uh, car repair shops in my neighborhood... They're still open, but boy, their parking lots are empty. It's it's really scaring me. Yeah, well, nobody's using their car. No. Uh, Minnesota. I went to the bank yesterday after the show. Mask on? No. Hell no, no mask. No mask. No. Okay. Because uh, it's drive-through only. Oh, I, I see. You can't go in. But the roads are empty. There was yeah. nobody out. Yeah. yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon, the roads were empty. And then I crossed uh, Pelham and looked down at the freeway. Just, uh, it might as well have been uh, 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. I had to drive down to my grandparents' farm yesterday, and I couldn't believe how little traffic I encountered. It was incredible. I enjoyed it, but it was incredible. Thanks a lot, you bastards. That's my business. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Kenny. (laughs) Although, you know what? You were right, by the way, Kenny. Uh, I didn't notice, but they did go down to two lanes on 35W. We were talking about how they should be ramping up construction right now. And yeah, I, I guess I didn't are. even notice it yesterday, but you're, you were right. They did, they did do that today. They're getting you want me to, done, uh, boy. Yep. Let, me, uh, let me revisit the, uh, the dock workers and the lift, boat lift companies uh, being declared now essential. Uh, and it comes about... Uh, for the past two weeks, dock and lift companies, like an outfit called Donkey Docks in Prior Lake. <laughs> I don't know why it's called Donkey Docks. I love that name. Have That's been awesome. unable to get docks, lifts, and boats in the water. The ice out on some Minnesota lakes was two weeks ago, which means some dock and lift companies will start the busy season already two weeks behind schedule. We're going to be way behind, unfortunately, said Nate McLean, owner of Donkey Docks. But here's here's what happened. Designated non-essential workers, McLean's 500 customers created a petition, and another one online garnered more than 11,000 signatures from around the state pushing for dock and lift workers to be considered essential. Hmm. Tuesday morning, McLean got an email. The governor has now released us as essential workers, McLean shared from the email. Governor Tim Walz has urged Minnesotans to get outdoors and enjoy our state, and the Department of Natural Resources is seeing that. Then it goes on to say how often uh, State Park has had 80% higher visitation for this past month as opposed to March of last year, said Kim Platicha with the DNR. But there, there's, there's a case where pushback worked. Yep. The word got to the governor. 11,000 people uh around the state have said, what the hell, I can't put my dock in? Right. And he rethinks it and realizes, what's the risk? So yeah, What's I the risk of putting your why, damn dock in? Right. Why were they named in the first place? That's what I can't figure out. Was it maybe I, just an oversight that they probably... I, th- I, I, I think the first round of essential, non-essential 
happened when uh, lakes were still significantly frozen and maybe it didn't even come up. Sure. So so they got thrown in yeah. as long as they weren't that doing anything sense. anyway. Yeah. But yeah. that's and now they must go ahead. Kenny, they sorry. must have created the uh, the list with essentials only, not thinking about who you know, not thinking it through enough on who's essential and who's not. Anyone, anyone who works in a field where social, let's, let's try to think of a few uh, callings. Anyone who works in a field where social distancing is, is the norm should not be out of work. Okay, so dock workers, for example, can easily not be next to each other. Mm-hmm. Golf course employees can easily not be next to each other. Delivery drivers. Yeah. Delivery, well, they're, they're, they're working. Yeah. Uh, but that's but what I'm right. saying. They're, yeah. they're essential. Anyone who could demonstrate and create their own petition and create their own pushback should be able to retain their employment. Try to think of some more callings where uh, 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 a uh, furniture owner could easily practice social distancing. Now, maybe for all I know, they're essential. I, I don't know. But, Say that but again. you get my you point. You digitized on me. Yeah, you Say did. that again. You kind of went R2D2 a little bit. Go ahead. Furnace, re- furnace repair men who could okay. get the permission of a homeowner yeah. uh, could easily social distance. Uh, so yeah. com- common yeah. sense has to be reintroduced to these stay-at-home orders. I'm not suggesting everyone, uh, 40,000 people, should go sit in Target Field tomorrow, although I love it. I can see the wisdom of not allowing that yet. I, I get it. I understand that. But uh, that whole list needs to be gone through again and call out the people who could easily be working and not having their lives ruined because they can uh, practice uh, safe spacing from people. Isn't that kind of concession that the governor made, though? Aren't those kind of common sense lines of thinking are going to be absolutely required? What, whatever line of the political aisle you fall on, that's what's going to get us through this. It's not making every single little issue partisan or not. It's it's getting like what he did. Oh, you're right. Uh, dock workers should be able to go back to work. It's things like mm-hmm. that that are, that are going to get us through this. Do you know what's going to change, though, when at last we we come out from under this veil? The furnace repairman probably will be wearing a mask now when he comes to your house. I actually had somebody over at my house on Monday, uh, and they were wearing the full the full garb, and all they were doing was inspecting my home. Yeah, and they had the whole deal on the mask, the shield, the the gloves, the the whole nine yards. And Joe, I had those talk- guys yeah. are open right now. The furnace repair shops yeah, are yeah, in business. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I said that probably they were. Do you have the list in front of you, Kenny? I don't. Of what's of what's essential and non-essential. Uh, the other thing, I had a talk with a fellow in the medical profession. He had a really really interesting point. Advil. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't reverse. I'm sorry. What's the, what is this going to do to the careers of dentists, doctors, uh, medical equipment salesmen? For example, might the dentist now have to invest in some sort of plastic uh, protection barriers between the dentist and oh. the patient? 
uh, and work robotically through armholes in the in the plastic shroud around the patient. But the dentist and, already has the the face shield, don't they? Right, right, right. Okay. Well, yes. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll very doctor well protected. Will will medical salesmen uh, be as freely welcomed in hospitals to meet with doctors as they once were? True. Will uh, well, and the doctors themselves are struggling because nobody's going to the hospital right. because they're right. they're too afraid of of the virus. But I, how how this is going to change us? Is unimaginable at this point. Yeah. It's just totally unimaginable. I have the list for the state of Minnesota, if you'd like it, sir. I'd like to hear a few. This is from CARE 11. Yeah. Uh, health care and public health. Understandable. Law enforcement. They're essential. You're reading, law- you're reading essential. Right. Reading yeah. essential, correct. Law enforcement, public safety, and first responders. Sure. Food and agriculture. Of course. Energy. Of course. Water and wastewater. Of course. Transportation and logistics. I don't know what that means, but uh, sure. That okay. Uh, public works, communi- sure. Communications and information technology, of course. Uh, community-based government operations and essential functions, critical manufacturing, hazardous materials, financial services, mm-hmm. chemical, defense, industrial base, tribal governments, the judici- the judicial branch, the executive mm-hmm. branch. Executive Constitutional Offices, the Legislative Branch, Federal Employees, National Guard, Faith Leaders and Workers, Education, Construction and Critical Trades, Child Care Providers, Hotel, Residential Facilities and Shelters, uh, Shelters for Displaced Individuals, Charitable and Social Services Organizations. Okay, stop. Yep. Read me the non-essential. Well, I'm not finding a non-essential list. I'm not either. It's generalized as in-house dining, entertainment, and theaters, clubs, stadiums. Uh, And I'm not getting a definitive list here. It's pretty much on the rubric of entertainment, isn't it? Anything that would bring crowds together. Right. Yeah. Concerts, restaurants, bars, saloons, sporting events. You mean saloons? Carnivals. uh, Saloons. Carnivals. uh, I I would imagine some communities are already... Canceling Fourth of July celebration. You got oh, your zoos. You got your, zoos. you got your zoos. You got your zoos. You got your circuses. Well, thank God Melvin Carter was way ahead of his time canceling fireworks a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, we got used oh, to it. Boy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to bring that up. But the dock and lift workers obviously were on a non-essential list, so that's that list exists. Right. Uh, why don't we take a short break? I'll find it. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. The following is not hyperbole. The best lawn you've ever had is a simple click away at ProfessionalTurf.com. That tired, patchy, disease-riddled disaster of a lawn that you've been fighting for years, that baby's going to be transformed into a thick, luscious carpet of green. ProfessionalTurf.com, they've been at it since the earliest of the 80s, and when you set up a free consultation, they'll come out to your place, give you a free lawn care estimate. It's free, no obligation. Uh, If you choose to go with them, they'll set you up with a three- to five-step program. It's going to give you the best lawn on the block, guaranteed, from now until late fall. Clicking on ProfessionalTurf.com, literally the best thing I ever did for my lawn. It's 
the best on the block. Do it now, professionalturf.com. And they are the proud sponsors of Mr. Johnny Heights News. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Kenny. Thanks. Uh, you can now check on uh, when you're going to get your little uh, stimulus payment. The IRS has a new website up as of Wednesday morning. You can huh. track Hold the on, let status. me get my pen. Let me get, i got to get my pen here, John. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm ready. Go ahead. The, the $2.2 trillion uh, Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, which passed last month, promised payments to American taxpayers who met certain requirements. And uh, it says uh, if you'd like to track your payment using the IRS's website, you'll have to type in your Social Security number, your date of birth, and your street address as it appears on your tax return. So you will want all that. Uh, it's very easy to find. I already tried once this morning. Although the website was too busy to do anything, it wouldn't let you in unless you waited, uh, it said, for quite some what's, time. What, what's, what's the point of this? They'll tell you, oh, your check's sitting in a post office in Dayton, Ohio, exactly. waiting to get up. Get... Or the date that you may see. It's like that. NORAD following Santa Claus at Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's the website? Give me the website. Uh, I don't have the website here, Kenny. It's very easy to find. Let's just type in payment uh, Kenny I found tracker. it in two seconds it's yeah it's, easy. it's okay. beyond yeah. easy to find so uh, all right uh, good luck with that uh anybody well, here can I find out yet? if mine has the president's name on it or not John yeah I don't think the uh direct deposit ones have the president's name on them so, uh, uh, sorry uh, has anybody gotten theirs yet no they're, no their money I have a family member that has so on uh, two days that ago that brat that little uh-huh. brat yeah jeez yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, Best Buy announced a number of measures it's taken in the face of COVID-19, including temporarily furloughing some workers. According to a news release from Best Buy, the company will furlough nearly 51,000 hourly store employees. They will be able to retain their health benefits for a minimum of three months. The company said most of the retail workers are part-timers, and it would retain about 82% of its full-time store and field employees. Those measures are set to begin Sunday. The company also announcing CEO Corey Berry will forego 50% of her base salary. The company's board of directors will also forego 50% of their cash retainer fees through September 1st. From the Star Tribune, a state computer system was supposed to streamline enrollment for Medicaid and Minnesota Care, but instead, it's cost the state $76 million. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> In federal funding due to data errors and it's increased workloads for counties instead of decreasing so the workload. can we just call it Minlar's Part 2, the sequel? <laughs> God, we're a bunch Minnesota, of dummies. Minnesota stands to lose an equivalent amount in future funding from the federal government due to all these errors. That comes from a report from the Office of the Legislative Auditor. The auditor noted that Minnesota Department of Human Services, which administers the government programs that ensure Minnesotans has generally complied with legal requirements surrounding use of personal data, but the report said DHS and the state's technology agency, MNIT, generally had inadequate internal controls over the system. That's, That's not good. The Treasury Department has ordered President Trump's name be printed on stimulus checks that the IRS is sending out to uh, thousands of people. Uh, $1,200 checks for all of us, of course. Uh, Some will get paper checks and some won't. The ones who get paper checks, uh, they will have the president's name on. Now, his name cannot be in the signature part because uh, that has to be an official, uh, somebody who handles money for the government. So what they're going to do, 
on the little line that looks like a memo line, it'll have mm-hmm. President Donald J. Trump in that little line there. He had privately suggested to Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin, who oversees the IRS, to allow the president to formally sign the checks, but the president's not authorized. The checks will instead bear his name in that memo line that reads Economic Impact Payment. What do you think of that, John? Well, I think you already know what I think of that. I think I know what it is. The answer is Jay Height at GarageLogic.com. I don't, I don't get you guys. Who cares who signs it and whose name is on it as long as there's money there? Uh, hand it over. But he's not signing it. He's not signing it. I understand. He's adding that. his name to it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Put Santa Claus's name on there. I right. Care. A pilot safely landed his powerless single-engine plane on a road west of Duluth without a scratch to him or the aircraft, according nice. to authorities. Uh, it happened Tuesday afternoon about 2 o'clock. The desperation tactic brought a Cessna 172K to a safe stop on Midway Road near Stark Road in Midway Township. There are homes on large lots near the landing spot, which is about six miles west of Duluth. The pilot and the plane's owner is Tyler Nelson, 33, from Hermantown. He was not hurt. Nelson took off from Superior Airport about 145, was at an altitude of about 3,000 feet, when his single engine stalled. That's when Nelson lowered his altitude to maintain his speed, made his emergency landing, the statement said. He later took off in the afternoon from that same spot. Do you think you keep your head in that uh, instance, Glenn's plane? I wasn't listening. I was trying to find out the list of <laughs> non-essential workers. I found the list finally. Well, that, that was kind of you. What is there a head a, a headless airplane or what happened? Headless. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Joe. Some about an airplane. I'm glad to know that you know my not being there. Nothing's changed. No, that's nothing's a, changed, yeah, John. You know what we need changed. you for, John. We need you here for stability. <laughs> uh, bad weather causing accidents in Chicago today. Uh, portions yeah. of the Chicago Expressway left icy by the wintry blast. Uh, dozens of vehicles, actually up to 60 vehicles in this accident, according to police, sending 14 people to different hospitals. It happened around 5 o'clock in the morning along the Kennedy Expressway. The expressway southbound lanes near Chicago's North Avenue for about three hours were closed up. They also had to temporarily close, uh, close the northbound lanes because of gawkers. Chicago fire officials said 14 people transported to area hospitals, 32 evaluated at the scene. What that story doesn't mention, fellas, is, yeah, the inbound Kennedy closed down, but the Eisenhower also had to close down uh, for a crash. So for a while there, both freeways were closed. But there's, you know, no traffic. But still, you know, you close a freeway, you're going to get a backup. And you're perfectly healthy. you got to go to the hospital because you broke your arm and you'll catch COVID. Oh, Joe, that's so dark. (laughs) So we got that going for us. Oh, that's nice. It's a nice fender bender. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Thank you. A Florida judge, uh, I I thought when you guys told me to do these newscasts, I should be a little more upbeat. (laughs) Well, Well, I can't help but realize. A Florida judge has issued a letter to lawyers in his district reminding them to get out of bed and put on shirts before they teleconference into (laughs) online hearings. Judge Dennis Dennis Bailey of Broward Circuit Court, which had started holding some hearings virtually using teleconferencing app Zoom. Did you hear that, Kenny? We're going to learn all about Zoom next week. Uh, Is there going to be a TV in my house? (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's take a little quick 
let's take a quick survey yeah. here, fellas. Uh, yeah. Everybody, starting with you, John. When's the last time you had a shower, John? Uh, what's today? <laughs> today is Wednesday. That would have been Monday, yeah. Kenny. I'll probably get. Oh my okay. God! Okay, so I don't feel so bad. I Such, showered what this about you? morning. What These is people wrong? are Such pathetic. Guys. I'm a night Joe? shower. I'm a night so, shower. Last night. Last night. Last night. Yeah. John, yeah. for me, it was Sunday. <laughs> Jesus, that's, uh, that's you a wouldn't long bo- stretch. <laughs> Can you smell me up in Andover? <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? I, I'm a two shower a day guy. I cannot. I can't fall asleep if I'm not clean. Oh. How do you go to bed dirty? I can't do that. <laughs> Call me now. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, Judge both Dennis. of you shut up. I know what you're doing in there. I can see you. Oh wait, I can't see Kenny. He's at home. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Bailey. Uh, let's see, where are we? Oh, Zoom. Still the uh, still the people, the lawyers who won't get cleaned up there. Uh, that's correct. Uh, he yeah. said, the judge. We've seen a lot of lawyers in casual shirts and blouses, with no concern for ill grooming in bedrooms with a master bed in the background. One male lawyer appeared shirtless. <laughs> one female. <laughs> one female attorney appeared still in bed under the covers. He said. <laughs> That's Used awesome. to be a noble profession. He also added, the judge putting on a beach cover-up won't cover up your if you're poolside in a bathing suit. So please, if you don't mind, let's treat court hearings as court hearings, whether we are Zooming or not. In Cannytown, Maryland, small city in the northwest corner of the state, population of about 7,000, uh, one person is being called out by the police department there. They posted on social media, Said, when you go out to check your mail, even in this time, put on some pants. <laughs> what? Apparent, the department wrote in a final warning to the person, we don't know who he is, the department wrote, you know who you are. The post is on its way to becoming an internet sensation. In the first 12 hours after it was posted, it was shared more than 15,000 times. So what I'm what I'm to gather from these last couple of stories, John, is we've all basically turned into the Tiger King amidst this pandemic, haven't we? Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we lost a great living American. I don't. Maybe you guys talked about him in my absence. I don't know. Rear Admiral Edward Feitner. No. no. He uh, was no. lead solo pilot with the Blue Angels. They, of course, oh, are the boy. Navy's flight demonstration squad. Uh, and he was a war hero. He was a stunt pilot back before World War II in Ohio. Uh, by the time he graduated from college in 1941, he had compiled 250 hours in the cockpit and wanted to keep flying. The Army seemed a good opportunity with World War II underway. Uh, plus, he says once he uh, saw, he was at the airport, he saw an Air Force fella get out of his car, step inside a yellow convertible, and give a big smooch to the blonde behind the wheel. So he thought that would be a good place to go. He was uh, joined the Navy at that point, went on to a decorated 33-year career in the Navy, shooting down nine Japanese planes in the Pacific during World War II, risking his life as a test pilot in the 1950s and helping shape the next generation of aircraft as head of Navy fighter designs in the early 1960s. He was 100 years old, one of the last, oh, surviving, Navy, last surviving Navy aces of World War II when he died April 1st at an assisted living center in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. He had dementia, said his nephew and caretaker, Jim McBride. An Italian woman who took her turtle out for a walk was fined by Roman police for breaking strict what? coronavirus. I like turtles. <laughs> what? 
Yeah. You gotta warn me when you're gonna do that, John. Italians need a justifiable reason to be out on the street in the middle of the pandemic. That's claiming more than twenty thousand lives in Italy. Taking your dog out for a walk is viewed as a good enough reason to leave your home, but apparently taking your turtle out is not. The Roman police said the sixty year old woman was caught outside her home without a justifiable reason. Roman police spokesman Nunzio Carboni told AFP the woman was fined 400 euros, which is about $440. Italian authorities reported, yeah, issuing a record 16,545 fines on Easter Monday, which is a national holiday in the largely uh, Catholic country. Italians have been joking on social media about renting out their dogs to anyone who wanted to go for a walk. Carboni said the turtle was as big as a pizza, but not wearing a leash. Boy, I like if, it was, if it was wearing a leash, that would have been a slow walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Joe, come some on, of those buddy, snappers. Come on, come on, Snappy. Let's go. Uh, I've seen snappy. some of those snap. Those snappers can haul ass. Nah, not some this of, one. Uh, <laughs> the ones I've seen have you. You got to keep took, your distance. Took her two and a half lunch. hours to go a hundred yards. Come on, Snappy. Let's go. <laughs> there's a, there's a guy in my neighborhood who puts his dog on the leash. They go for a walk, and his cat follows it's the funniest thing you'll ever see we uh anyway in our in our home uh we uh we got the old cat on the leash deal going she likes to take it down to the park and i yeah. said uh, uh you guys go right ahead i'll uh, i'll hang That's out embarrassing. back here. oh they all think it's great uh the wife and the kids i said i i can't be part of that nonsense you can't be seen she takes the bleeping cat for a walk on the yeah. and, it's, and it's got the whole deal, the harness, the whole deal. It's got yeah. the uh, yeah. What is the cat's name? Tunces. It's uh, Benji. Benji, or as I call him, Dum Dum. Yeah. 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 In Ontario, recycling company reminding residents to use a little bit of discretion uh, when they recycle, uh, because somebody just tried to recycle a sword. Blue Water Recycling Association in South Huron, Ontario, said in a Facebook post, most unwanted April edition that someone put a metal sword into a blue box recycling bin. The post said the sword was found before going through our machinery or it could have caused expensive damage to our machines and some serious health and safety issues for employees. The association said the sword's former owner might have been better off turning the weapon over to a second-hand store. The post said just because something is made of metal Maybe perfectly recyclable at a local scrapyard does not mean it's acceptable for the blue box. Johnny, well, how many uh, how many years ago was it that you fell inside of your own recycling bin? Was that a couple of years ago? How long ago? Four, was it? probably four. Yeah, five. Oh, I yeah. see feet dangling yeah. out. <laughs> no, no, wait, that wasn't recycling. That was yard waste. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's I was, sorry. I, I'd raked up a few things and I was moving it from one pile to the next. And decided to pull it from the front instead of push it from the back. Went right yeah. in, didn't you, John? It fell down and I fell right inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Chuck. a Three Stooges yeah. move. Yeah, it really is. The Chuck Taylors were sticking straight out of the top. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in my front yard, and I, I get out very sheepishly, and I look, look across the street to my neighbor, Tony, who's just standing there, and he goes, can I laugh now? I wanted to make sure you weren't hurt. So then he laughed. And then you said, uh, no, they're going to be okay. Yeah. Good thing you didn't knock yourself out, or you would have been picked up by the truck and right. hauled away. and Strolled right in there. We would have had to hey, explain look, to people that we you. lost him to yard waste. <laughs> somebody, somebody threw away a perfectly good know-it-all guitar player. Right. Yeah. 
What's this doing in here? Can I have your shoes? <laughs> oh, God, I love that story. Oh, a Manhattan man arrested for threatening to blow up Central Park's Alice in Wonderland statue. 30-year-old Kevin Fallon went down the rabbit hole. Get it? Went down the rabbit hole. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. April 9th, when he allegedly sent a text to friends and family announcing his intention to blow up the statue. It's been there since 1959. It depicts the Lewis Carroll tale's famously fraught tea party. On Saturday, he sent the loved ones, including an ex-girlfriend and his uh, dad, photos of a pipe bomb and rifle ammunition, along with a chilling threat to look both ways before you cross the street. This is going to hurt. None of you are safe. I am lethal. Wow. Another, another missive included a photo of an apparent pipe bomb with a wristwatch attached to it that said the wow. alarm clock bomb is for real. <laughs> when I give it to him, it'll be filled with powder and ready to detonate. The NYPD, uh, as you might expect, conducted a wellness check on his Upper West Side apartment at mom's request and found lots of rifle ammunition and three different explosives. I'm going to say explosives. How's that? Uh, Both the NYPD Emergency Service Unit and the bomb squad were called in and found that they weren't functional. Later that day, he was tracked to a hotel in the theater district where he was taken into custody. Upper West Side, he had to be doing okay. I mean, that's not cheap, the Upper West Side. I don't know. Hello? Well, I do. Okay, yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next door to us in Wisconsin, a mutant goat with two heads and mouths, which feed independently, has been born. No. no. It can eat with each mouth? That's correct. Yes. <laughs> Holy man. He's gonna, Suchi's going to eat us out of house and home. <laughs> he really will. <laughs> the farmer was left stunned when one of her goats gave birth to a two faced kid, which is alive and able to eat. A four-eyed creature was born on the Nooski farm in Wittenberg, Wisconsin, after mom was found struggling to deliver her offspring. Jocelyn Nooski, who manages and milks the goat, said, I noticed that the mother was having troubles having her second baby, which is normal. I started to help out, but I was very confused at first. Then I realized two heads were attached, and I was very shocked. Uh, She said, we've been milking goats for six years. We've never seen anything like this. Two-headed creatures can occur when an embryo splits as if to form twins, but then doesn't split completely. Uh, Most of them do not survive long enough to be born. Fewer still live beyond that. But this goat is alive and well right now, even finding its feet and walking. I wonder how it decides which mouth to eat with. Well, I... I Yesterday I used the left side. I think maybe I'll use the right side today. Um, I might have an excl- uh, exclamation for this. Um, <laughs> does do either one of the heads look like the farmer? <laughs> no, no. I, I saw the picture. I saw no. a picture. Look, they both look like goats, right, Joe? It's a cute goat. Just yeah, has two well, heads. Well, aren't they all? Yeah. You like a nice goat, Joe? Not a two-headed one. Oh. They better check their water around. There, right. something's wrong. <laughs> it's it's birds, cute, you know but not. That? Huh? Uh, no. Wittenberg is? I no. don't. Okay. We know Never it's mind. cute, though, John, but it's not as cute as the sheep, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah stop. Anyway. Johnny, uh, we're, uh, we're going to hear from you tomorrow as well? Uh, if you'd like to, certainly. Certainly we would. All right. I will uh, talk it's to you. It's important to have It's important to have news in these uncertain times. Okay. I'll be here. Thanks, Johnny.
Now you're not make. Are you going to make a run to anything uh, eco or grund or anything out that way? I'm going to make the grund run before Friday because I'm going to be grilling this weekend. Yeah, right? you know this weekend is a good grilling weekend. Probably should head out to grund. Well, that's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, north end of uh, Hugo on Highway 61. Just because Easter is come and gone doesn't mean you still can't lay in one of those wonderful double-smoked hams, the double-smoked thick-cut bacon, the ribs, the burgers, the brats, the jerky. 130 different flavors of brats, and the weekend forecast, as the boys have been saying, calls for grilling weather, maybe into the 60s over the weekend. And next Tuesday, I heard a sneak peek forecast of it reaching almost 70 degrees a week from uh, a week from yesterday. Uh, you have to eat during the times of a lockdown. Uh, Grunhofer's is open, ready to serve you with the best meat possible. It's the meat capital of the Garage Logic world. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. You can't miss it. There's a red GL sign out front. North side of Hugo on Highway 61. We'll be back in a moment. Canopy cares as we go through these unprecedented times with COVID-19. At the Canopy Group, we remain open and 100% ready to service our existing clients and to discuss options for new clients. In an effort to keep everyone safe, we have eliminated face-to-face meetings. We have also set up many Canopy employees to work from home in order to generate greater spacing within our office settings. At the Canopy Group, we realize every penny matters We have encouraged our clients who are feeling financially stressed to contact their mortgage companies, utility providers, auto loan payment centers, and see what payment deferral options they provide. Many do. We also encourage everyone to reach out to the Canopy Group and see if additional savings can be experienced with their home and auto insurance. If you have ever wondered if you are paying too much, now is a good time to find out. On behalf of the Canopy Group, we ask you to be safe during these times and contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Uh The best I could find for non-essential businesses is non-metallic mining operations, fabric mills, printing companies, furniture stores, lawn and garden supply stores, shoe stores, jewelry stores, florists, and general office administrative or advertising services. The list of what is essential is about 10 pages long, according to the Department of Economic Development but in didn't Minnesota. The, uh, the, the lawn and garden thing was lifted earlier this week, because I, I know that because ProTurf, right, Kenny? Yeah, it says yeah, lawn um, and garden supply stores. Oh, supply stores. Yeah, okay. which puzzles the hell out of me. Aren't we to be trusted enough to put on a mask if we need to to go in and buy fertilizer for our yard or seeds to get the garden one going the, once the snow melts? One of the country's biggest suppliers of grass seed is a, a farmer up in northern Minnesota, up around Roseau, that area. And oh, he, yeah? uh, su- he supplies a lot of the different companies around the uh, United States with grass seed, yeah. So this is going to hurt him. I have a question. I, I, I got the, the 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 scan bucket uh, contribution ready to go. What about our casinos? Are they open? I believe so because they're uh, would be considered under the authority of the tribal nation. Oh, okay. Uh, that would be my interpretation of that. Uh, 
You know, you guys know Big John. Sure. He's yeah, rarely yeah. missed one of our appearances, Big John, friend of mine. Yeah, he's awesome. Great guy. Uh, Don't tell me bad news about him. No, he's pushing back or ready to. Uh, Joe, at least at this point, Governor Walls has not done a restriction on motor use in this state, meaning boating. This will be a test by me if such a restriction is imposed. Nellie Bly, that's his houseboat, is federally registered, and therefore when I am launched, I hope mid-May, and in international waters, the Mississippi River, I am only under the jurisdiction of the U.S. Coast Guard. I've explained, the, I've explained the county water patrols have no authority to inspect or board Nellie Bly. Let them try to tell me that two people are not allowed on a 40-foot houseboat just ready to push back Big John. It's an ancient tub. It's magnificent. It's just a giant houseboat uh, uh, in Red Wing. And I think, yeah. uh, I think he's covered there. I think he can get out in that tub. Uh, uh, remember yesterday I was talking about Willie Plett? Yeah, yeah. The former North Star, and I said he was from Argentina or something, and of course, Chief Offside Correspondent Kelsey fact-checked me. Uh, Willie Plett was from Paraguay, the uh, first and only NHL player from Paraguay. He was born there, and then he and his family moved to Canada, uh, when he was a child, he's now I think fifty nine years old. He's a he's a, a landscaper with his son in Atlanta. Oh, so, so there you have cool. it. Yep. And why, why and, did he come up? Well, remind me. We were talking about the nineteen eighty three lineup because Joe was at the oh that's right playoff that's right. the snowstorm the snowstorm right. yeah that's right yeah the snowstorm which uh, I, I, I recalled and uh, <laughs> that's why we were talking about that. Hey, I'm stuck in the snow. Can you come help in me? Sob. <laughs> I'm sobbing in a sob. Right. <laughs> there is more thorough. There is a more thorough list from Deed Department of Economic Development, but I I wasn't able to find it. Uh, the the essential worker list is ten pages long, and uh, there are more people deemed essential in terms of their employment than there are non-essential. Right. I think I think what exacerbates people falling on hard times is that even the businesses that are open are experiencing considerable less traffic because people aren't moving about and spending money. And then pr- most principally the uh the non-essentials are virtually everything you can think of under uh the terms of entertainment restaurants and bars and uh those those if those reopen and i predict they will not reopen may 4th i don't know when the date will get pushed back to but that's certainly a floating date uh when they do reopen i'm hearing things like disposable menus masked waiters uh limited seating uh, and all of the other precautions you can you can dream up uh, that would be in place. Uh, but Kenny, you asked me would I go to a restaurant. Uh, yeah. We're all going to be dying to by the time this is lifted. But I I probably pick my spots. I'd, I prefer to dine I, outside. I noticed a tweet yesterday, Chris from Thirty Bales, yep. and they are adjusting their hours a little bit, but remaining open. Do you remember what their new hours are going to I be? Think I think don't. They're peeling back uh, an hour from start. I think they were two to seven before. And I think now they're three to seven. So I think they're just dialing it back just a bit, but still, because I've I've been doing more takeout than I ever have in my entire life, and a lot of it because Thirty Bales has been a great supporter of the show. 
um, for some time. But I know well, that they, yeah, they, they dialed the it back a little bit. Yeah. One of the owners lives two blocks away from me. I wonder if I can have special delivery service from him. I guarantee he'll do it for you. Absolutely he will. <laughs> oh, and good news. The Coffee Grounds uh, are coming back next week to nice. GL Podcast. Nice. They took the uh, winter off. And you can always order your coffee beans from thecoffeegrounds.com. And we still have our GL sig- signature blends there. So thecoffeegrounds.com, that's where you get your beans without leaving the house. Nice. I'd be making a couple of runs that way uh, this spring if it weren't for this uh, damn virus. I'd yeah, be, I'd I be making a few to, trips to Chicago. You know, yeah, I was supposed to go over and visit those guys last week, and we had to cancel, unfortunately. Well, is their store open? I don't know. You know what? I'll find out, and I'll let you know tomorrow. I know you can order. I know anything... That's up on the website, thecoffeegrounds.com. You can order. I, I know don't a lot of know. people, I, yeah, they bought a lot of their stuff online, the GLers I'm talking about. I'm guessing the physical locations in Wisconsin, they fall under the restaurant thing, and they're probably not open. Holy mackerel. But I don't know the Wisconsin laws. I, I, I'll admit that. <clears throat> everything's changing and everything's floating. And uh, I can't, I, I'll tell you what, I, sure, I can't blame Trump. For wanting to open up again. No, no. I, I just can't blame not. him at all uh, because, you know, he, like the rest of us, is seeing this whole thing start to just deteriorate. Well, and, and we said this yeah. a while back. There's nothing wrong with him having that goal, you know, before it was Easter. and There's nothing wrong with having that goal. That's actually a sign of encouragement, in my opinion. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And that's why I asked you earlier, Joe, on your opinions on uh, Walsh's um you know, his position and what he's doing, because I'm hearing a lot of pushback from GLers on that he's kind of screwing over the state of Minnesota. And I I, I don't disagree with that at all. But, you know, where, where do we start and stop? He wants, and, he, he's saying, he's saying, you give me 5,000 tests a day, we'll reopen. So yeah. what, so what is the lag in the test materials? I guess it's the the availability of chemicals and swabs and manpower and, and what and have who's you. who's getting all the tests right now? We could go down that road if you wanted. Yeah, do I get a test? I'm not going to get a test. I have no symptoms of anything. Why would I get a test? Fauci has not had a test. The head guy right. hasn't had a test. And his answer is because I have no symptoms. But I don't need a test. These, these tests should be available, like pregnancy tests. You should be able to go in and buy one, any you know, at a drugstore. I'm, I'm sure that day is coming because I'm sure that again, one of the outgrowths of this horrific development is, I would hope. Maybe I'm being naive on the political class being prepared, but you would hope that this will never happen again. But let right. me ask. Let me be the dumb one and ask the dumb question: What the hell's taking so long? We've known about this yeah, since yeah. January. It's the I don't government. Know anything? I don't. Well, is it the government? The, I'm the from the government, not, and I'm here to help you. Yeah, right. But Joe, Chris is asking, who's making these tests? Where are they coming from? The government isn't making these. It's a private companies somewhere. Yeah, is, I mean, is it? I'm just going to use them as an example. But isn't 3M capable of saying, "Well, boy, we need to shut down Post-it I note production," I, and you know, I don't know. I'm, That's a great I'm not, question. Yeah, I'm not sure 3M's in the 
medical business to actually make serums and tests. Well, but I and guess what I mean you. a company like that that would have that capability. Right? Would it be like Archer Daniels Midland or whatever? I hell, Medtronic. I'll, I'll look well, it up. Yeah, well, I was just going to. You go ahead and look it up while I tell you that at Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen. Alfa Romeo and Fiat, they're doing their best to keep you and their people safe. And you can take a virtual tour of any car at the dealership, countryside. Three great websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out the car you're interested in. They're all wonderful. It's where I get my stuff, Alfa Romeo. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And you call 651 358 2286, and you'll have your own personal sales experience or a demonstration experience set up for you. Or they'll even bring the car to you. You don't even have to go there. They'll bring it they'll, to me? They'll drive it to your house. Not your neighbor's house. Oh. They'll get your address right. They'll bring it to you. It's fully sanitized. You can take your test drive. Uh, but you can do everything you want over the phone. All financing and loans can be handled online or over the phone. Interest rates are low. It's a great time to buy. The 2020 Tiguan's are on the ground. That's a Volkswagen SUV, the Volkswagen Atlas. The Fiat's are in stock. The Alfa Romeo's are in stock. All you do is call 651-358-2286. Tell them GarageLogic sent you. And you want either a car brought to your house or you are going to set up your own appointment, show up at the designated time, you'll be the only one in the dealership. You'll be able to do whatever you want. Take that car out for a spin. Uh, it won't smell like lemon-scented uh, disinfectant wipes. It'll smell like a new car because you want a new car smell <laughs> when you get the car. 651-358-2286, Countryside, VW, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and Highway 61 in Maplewood. It's fantastic. Yeah, did you find anything, Kenny? Uh, There are 22 companies, two of which are here in Minnesota, one in Minneapolis, the other one in uh, Stillwater. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. And they're making the tests. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go. Why are we making 5,000 a day? Let's go. Uh, what I'm seeing is they're putting out as many as they possibly can, uh, according to what I'm seeing here. Yeah, and I would imagine so the I people we- the people that get them uh, must be the people who can legitimately claim uh, uh, some experiencing of symptoms. Wasn't that that's be the logical uh, well, conclusion? You would hope that, Joe, but that's mm-hmm. not what we're hearing. But mm-hmm. yeah, you you would you would hope that and. I don't have the balls to come go public with what I've been hearing because I just don't want to go down that road. But uh, what I'm hearing, and boy, I shouldn't be dangling this out there, that people, some people who don't have symptoms are, are getting these tests. And yeah, I noticed just, Chris is being very quiet about this. I sure this. am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have brought it up. But you would hope that the people who have the symptoms would be getting it. But we need to get to a point where virtually everybody can take a test. Well, I don't. If Chris got a test, I I think they're extenuating circumstances. No, 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 no. It wasn't Chris, and it wasn't anybody in his family, and it wasn't anybody in a hospital. Because yeah, you're right. The hospital workers and their families. I think they probably should get. I think Reavers and his wife should get a test before the rest of us. I wish my daughter would get a test. Absolutely, she's been in the hospital. But yeah, just, and her extended family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of whom I uh, keep, it, if they're around, I say, well, you stay out on the street. I don't know. <laughs>
I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> but Papa, it's cold out no. here. It's snowing again. Uh, Willie, wa- yeah, Willie wants to shoot baskets. Okay, I'll <laughs> kick a ball down the street to you. Right. Pick it up you and then you go it. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't playing no horse. Right. Jeez. Remember, uh, we were wondering why so many Montana listers. And yes. we got a note from Keith Olson in Terry, Montana, who said, well, we're kind of the garage logics of states. And he went on to be very uh, uh, praiseworthy of his state. And he wrote back today and said, I think I spoke too soon. Uh-oh. The short story is that Powder River County is one out in eastern Montana. And the tallest building there is probably a church steeple. I cannot recall if Broadus has a grain elevator, the town of Broadus. When I first heard about this, I figured I was a country back west. Uh, I figured I was a county back west. I figured, I'm sorry, I figured it was a county back west I was reading about in the bastions of Euphorian Bozeman or Missoula, home, uh, or home to Montana State and the U of Montana, respectively. And what it was is that Montana County in uh, Powder River County is encouraging snitching on neighbors who don't comply with the lockdown. Come on. That is the most un-Montana thing I've ever heard in my life. Boy, it sure is. That is just un-Montana. You're living in the middle of nowhere. Uh, How can you... See, those are county authorities overreaching. Encouraging neighbors to snitch on neighbors? For what possible reason? I can't come up with one. I can't come up with one well, except... if you're going to have a party with 45 people, that's one thing. But, yeah, I, I'm completely with you. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, That's Germany in the 30s is what that is. Oh, yeah. boy. Now, the other, day, the other day I was fascinated that uh, Li Li and Ying Ying, whatever their names are, the panda bears in China. Oh, yeah. They've been trying to get it on for 10 years and have some new baby pandas. Yep. And, and uh, they just wanted nothing to do with it. They sat around, smoked cigarettes, and looked at people. They, they wanted nothing to do with it. And, and the, middle, the minute the zoo was closed, they started getting frisky. And the only thing I could conclude was they just were tired of people looking at them. Have you heard about what's happening in Yosemite, Yosemite National Park? Is it a big, uh, a big party? Uh, the park has been closed since March 20 because of the uh, uh, coronavirus. All that remains there is a small crew of Park Service employees. April is normally the start of the busy tourist season, with some 308,000 tourists having visited in April alone last year. Wow. This is according to the Los Angeles Times. In the absence of these 300,000 people, wildlife has come out to explore areas where they are seldom seen. Bobcats and coyotes prowl empty roads and walkways, while the bear population has quadrupled, according to one worker at the Awahani Hotel. It's not like they aren't usually here, Dane Peterson told the L.A. Times. It's that they usually hang back at the edges or move in the shadows. So when you walk through there, all you're doing is... Oh, yeah. There's Uh a bear party. It's a bear party. All right. Well, don't mistake. They're not creating more offspring. They're just, like you said, they're coming out of the woods and checking things out. The near lack of diesel or exhaust has made the air cleaner while the valley is mostly uh, totally silent except for the sound of river water and wind. Officials over the weekend declared the area free of coronavirus cases, although social distancing was still being practiced at a local grocery store and only 10 people were allowed in at a time. Some 
say the park's current condition is probably similar to what visitors in the 19th century witnessed when fewer tourists frequented the grounds. Isn't that something? And, and it is. It's just the, uh, yeah, there's not, they're not having more bears. The bears are just less frightened now to wander around where they don't, don't normally wander around. I see. Yeah. yeah. Just a minute, I got a cough. <clears throat> Oh, he knows where his cough button yeah, is. Yeah, he found it. That a wow. boy. Perfect health. Perfect, perfect nice. health. Perfect health. Uh, boy, what I, wouldn't that be neat to be in Yosemite right, Yosemite right now? And all you hear yeah, is the would. river and the wind. Mm, I know. Mm, you, mm. you mentioned those few park workers. It'd be awesome to be one of those. I bet you wouldn't have to wear those ridiculous brown shorts either. Just put on your jeans. How much serenity can you gain from that park if you're there with... 80,000 people on a given day. Well, what I discovered a couple of years ago in Yellowstone is the only serenity you can find is between 4 a.m. and about 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Because everybody kind of wakes up at 8 a.m. and then by noon, the park is just bumper to bumper and it's dreadful. So you got to get up at 3 a.m. You got to get in there. You got to find a cool spot and watch the sun come up. And then it's unbelievably serene. Aren't you sitting in a big valley? Uh, you can. There's so many places to pull off, especially in Yellowstone. You know, little parking lots and side roads, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it, it's just amazing. But as the clock ticks, more and more people arrive. You know, and they're mm-hmm. all ugly Americans. Well, now let's not be uncharitable. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. They're stomping around and yelling and taking pictures. I gotta get to me a up. selfie. Yeah, walk up to Bison. You, you know, they're they're dum dums. I did see that on my snowmobiling trip to Yosemite that there were snowmobilers stupid enough or unwise enough to get really near the Bison. Why bother those guys? Just let them trudge what along. Really, what wakes you really wakes you up as you come around a corner on it, like you're oh. taking a trail to the back the backwoods and stuff. Yeah. And there's a big bison standing there looking at you. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, it's, you get on the brakes pretty quick. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's cool. But uh, I, uh, these animals, uh, who I have a I have a great appreciation for animals because I love my nature shows, and. Uh, in fact, I think there's one tonight about a baby elephant. Oh. Probably have to check that out. Yeah, the uh, big night. They really must like it when we're not around. Well, of course well, they yeah. do. Yeah. Jeez, you just sounded like the biggest city I've ever. It really was a city. It's stupid thing to say, wasn't it? Well, of course they do. Why do you think they run away when we show up? Well, there's yeah. somebody that had the, uh, on, on Twitter that was putting out a video of basically what you're talking about, Joe Hall. There's you know, there's seals roaming around, you know, like, like the Florida Strip or whatever. It was it was really, really funny to see animals in weird places during this time. I thought it was very, very cute. I think it was in Chicago where the penguins were given free reign of the zoo for oh, a day. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's Just ex- to check stuff yes. out. Yes. Yeah, that, Love the way penguins walk. They walk like Charlie Chaplin. And yeah. they were excited. There was excitement. They had a little giddy up, you know, in their stuff. Oh, hell yes. A brand new day. Love them penguins. That's what bums me about. You guys all think geese and, and whatnot are tame, and you can't get within a mile of them out in the country. But so, and, and along those lines, we've been watching this Itasca State Park, Mississippi River Headwaters cam. Mm-hmm. The geese up there are used to people because you'll see somebody walk into the screen. The stupid geese don't fly away. They're like almost like so the seagulls it, guess, in San Diego. They, they're expecting food, so they walk right up to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're like city geese. Yeah. Reavers, did you ever find the woman who was holding up a GL sign no, at Itasca State but Park? but someone sent me a link saying that they thought they saw it too, and when I clicked on it, it was blurry, like Bigfoot. Yeah, I don't think you saw it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to swear by this because I know I saw it, and an email was going to corroborate my statement, but I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm watching it now, and it looks like the ice is either pushed over closer to the little dam yeah. or new ice formed overnight. But uh, they had a little bit of a snowfall, and now the ice is covered with snow. It's just it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Well, lakes are uh, lakes are going to become more beautiful with each passing day. You're going to get to go to your lake place, and you want your lake place free of weeds and clingy stuff that the kids freak out about. That's why you call Aquaside. They've been keeping lake home beaches and uh, owners of lake home beaches happy for uh, since 1956. They have dozens of products that will help you maintain your lake shore and pond this summer. Completely safe. They're easy to use. They don't ruin the environment. Go to Aquaside.com and get your summer season started off right. Uh, if you're not sure what you have growing or what you might need, or you, you know, you hear strange, you have such big weeds that they almost make noises like they're talking. You got to you got to get Aquaside there to get take care of that because that's spooky. You don't want the talking weeds in the vegetation. Uh, call one eight hundred three two eight nine three five zero one eight hundred. 328-9350. Aquaside is there to answer your questions. They've seen it all. They've helped hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners get rid of unwanted lake vegetation safely and quickly. And uh, I'm happy to say that Aquaside is the official lake weed removal company of Garage Logic. Here, here. And it's uh, widely on their, used on Spoon Lake. I was on their website, I believe it was last year, and I, if I remember right, they will help you identify what weeds are uh, on your shoreline. So if you don't know, just go to their website and oh, uh, that's see cool. if they can help you out there. They're almost as good. They're almost as good as the Lake Detective. Just about. And if they needed some question answered, he would be the guy they called mm -hmm. for consultation on a case. And you'd get it taken care of. Speaking of the lake detective in the Minnesota DNR, they are not netting walleye this spring and stripping them. So Yeah, uh, I saw the that. That's that why. Are, why? Lakes that are, I, they say it's for social distancing. I don't quite get it. Um, but thankfully, all is not lost because I know there's a lot of private guys that do this and then sell their fry or later on their fingerlings to the DNR. Or to lakes themselves, like associations. What would social distancing have to do, have anything to do with that? I, I don't know. I'll send you. I'll send you the email if you really care. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what they said. While I what, get the COVID, is that what they're worried about? What would happen if nothing was done? Would we lose a crop of new fish? I think the the biggest losses are the lakes where they have to stock walleye regularly, like huh. say, for instance, Malax. But yeah. we've also learned in the last few years that Malax likes uh, Malax fish, basically. If you bring in a walleye, a fingerling from a different lake, it might not survive in Malax for some reason, hmm. if I remember right. Hmm. Even though the governor's fisher opening has been uh, canceled for this year, there's been no word on the canceling of the fishing opener for the state, has there? I don't think there has. No. Yeah. No, and I believe, if I remember right, trout opens this weekend. Doesn't Already? it usually open the the middle of April? You oh. can go fly fishing on the rivers and 
and uh, streams. Whoops, Royce gas there, sorry. Jeez. Well, he hasn't Sunday. showered since Sunday. Give him some credit. Yeah, and I, I got a heater going, so, you know, <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> I'd have a dart. <laughs> uh, Mary Devine sent me a story about how the animals are taking over, and it's, you know, jackals are walking down the streets of Tel Aviv. Jackals. Uh, the animals the animal. are. Oh, they really are. Uh, the wolves and the coyotes are everywhere. It's just amazing. Just amazing. And for some reason, Israel is really spotting a lot of wildlife where they've never seen them before. But coyotes are wandering around the streets of Manhattan. Oh, really? Oh, they've urbanized. Wow. Are, yeah. they, uh, are they bragging about it the way St. Paul was? No, I, th- I think they're unwanted there. Uh, St. Paul, we want them. We'd love right. them there. All the- are welcome. For the diversity. What was your deal? They they, they gathered at a convention. Well, in they Vegas? went to Vegas and yeah. they saw a tent where Chamber of Commerce in St. Paul, and they said, "Let's give this a try." Hey, boys, let's head her north. Let's head her north you know, to St. Paul. I don't even. It's they're like turkeys now to me. I don't even slow down and look at them when I see them on the parkway anymore. It's like, yeah, there's a, there's another coyote. Big deal. Yeah, it's not. It's no longer alarming. And I know I've said it a thousand times, but it bears repeating on the off chance and unlikely chance. Someone's listening today who's never listened to before. Never listened to before. Uh, I've tried to instruct the kids about this, the little kids of the kids I used to have. You, because they're they're now accustomed to seeing deer, uh, turkeys, sure, fox, coyotes. And I said that didn't happen when I was a kid. They they weren't around because dogs were not on leashes. It's that simple. Be dogs sure had to tell them. Such tell them not to approach any of these animals. Even oh no! If, if the especially if the animal isn't running away, uh, don't don't come up near them because uh, they. Oh might no! Be I got them terrified. I got them terrified. Good, I said good, that, that good. If you see a fox, it definitely will eat you. It will just haul you away to its well, burrow in the woods and eat you. What worked for me as a kid is uh, my parents would say, well, you're going to have to get a rabies shot in your belly, and that oh. needle's about a foot and a half long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you guys? That, that's all it took. Have you guys ever seen the prank of the, uh, the stay-at-home mom who had, I believe, two kids under the age of five, the prank she played on her husband who was at work? And it was a... <laughs> It was a. I'll try to find it and send it to you guys because it's very funny. She she found a picture of a coyote and she said, "Look, honey, there was a puppy in her in her neighborhood, <laughs> so I brought it in the house because it looked like oh. it was hungry." And the dad is oh. just freaking out. Get it out of the house, you idiot! But it was, and she said, "Yeah, I know it's a coyote, you moron. I was just having some fun with you." But he was just losing his mind. It was oh, very she, funny. She pranked him. Like somebody. That sounds like something the CP would do to oh, you. One hundred percent. Look, I found this cute puppy next door. Oh my god. <laughs> Papa, uh, come home no, and look at the puppy. <laughs> Joe, of course, I don't need to remind GLers, Such is the guy who, when the turkeys came into his backyard, he oh, sent yeah. the wife out to chase them away. <laughs> I wasn't going out there. Yeah, go get, take care of that. Here, I'll stand here by the door and open it real quick for you if you got to run back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, what did you find? A fox? What was that last year? I found a dead fox. A dead the, fox under the front Oof. Uh, walkway. Oof. Well, I, did I you was, skin it out? No, I went out for for days and days and days. I was going out to get the paper, and I thought I smelled gas, natural gas. Oh, and sure. it it kept continuing to uh, become more pungent, and uh, I thought, you know what? There's something out here. So I got one of my good flashlights, 
And I crouched under there, and there that sucker was. Ugh. And uh, hard, stiff as a board. I had to haul that sucker out by the tail. And uh, I thought it was a chupacabra. <laughs> it was bad. Oh. It was bad. So what happened? Did he, did, did he get do remember? F- do you oh, remember the April snowstorm, mid-April last year? Sure. My theory is he took shelter in there and froze to death. Does that make sense? Do they? They're too smart no, to freeze not, to death. Not. It doesn't make any sense at all. It was. Well, then maybe he got injured just, or something. He just crawled under there and died. Yeah. But uh, Reavers, he's right about the flashlight thing. You cannot walk five feet in his garage oh. without seeing another flashlight. Some of them aren't even out of the packages right. yet. The guy is obsessed. There's the backup to the backup so he could find the other flashlight. No, Kenny, I told you this once, and we share the same problem. If there's a new one at the gas station, I got to have it. I just have to have, have it. four of them. I have four of them in my truck right now and one within five feet away in the, in my studio here at home. Those salesmen stop by the gas station, and uh, they and, and my guy will buy about ten of them, and they're invariably great, and i got to have one, you know. He sees you coming, he puts a new one out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the liquor distributor when Bob Berglund quit drinking. The guy immediately no- noticed a drop in whiskey sales. <laughs> the guy's only buying the flashlights because of you, Sooch. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can keep it up as far as I'm concerned. It's how you find your dead foxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, All is good. Are we going to make it to Fratelloni's today? You gonna make a run? Uh, I have no urgent need to get there, but if I needed a hardware store, that's where I'm going. Can we buy seeds at Frats? Oh hell yes. Okay, good, good. We're not like Michigan. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, very good. Hey, and don't forget Pod MN. Listen to GL on Pod MN and get registered to come hang out with us a week from tomorrow. It's the GL socially distant scramble. It's going to be a lot of turns fun. Out, uh, turns out I have that day off, and I think Joe does too, if oh, I yeah. remember. Right. That's what we'll, we'll find. All you need is your uh, John Hyde again tomorrow and Rookie on Friday. It's going to be glorious. We're looking yeah. forward to it. All right, very see, good. See you, boys. Yep. Yeah.